Hi, welcome to week three of the Premier League podcast. I'm David. Jamie. Ollie. Andrew. And Tony. So to start things off, we're going to speak about Brighton versus Manchester United and Crystal Palace versus Everton. So Brighton 2, Manchester United 3. Very Lucky game. Manchester United. Lucky. I can't. A lot of late minute drama in that. I can't say anything but lucky. I, I can't no. I can't agree with you more, Dave, to be honest. And that's coming from a United fan as well. Yeah. Um to be fair, I said last week Brian are playing extremely well and I thought it'd be a draw here, to be fair, uh, between the two. So seeing it three two to United on in terms of a result without watching it, you'd think, Oh great, we've got three points but it was the luckiest three points I think we've ever had. I've seen a lot of people say that as well. A lot of people are saying, I don't think I've ever seen a more undeserved three points. You've really got to feel the Brighton. We barely deserved one point. Like, this is minus <laughs> the fact as well that they also hit the woodwork five times in this yeah. game. Yes, United had two offside goals in the game, but they were offside, so there's no argument on them being disallowed. Yes, we had those shots, and but Brighton, if Brighton had bigger goals... They'd have had probably seven goals. Need Mourinho to so, measure the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, honestly, I think, I think it was just an absolutely poor performance. Like great goal from Rashford as well. Like absolutely ruining the Brighton defenders uh, when he went to score the second goal for us. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, but in terms of the, how we actually played throughout the game, it was. It was just poor. We got very lucky getting the penalty at the end. So, Brighton, to be honest, most of the time with that performance, though, Brighton outplayed Man United. It was just how it was. They had more of a control of the ball. Yes, they had those occasions where they did slip up and let those goals get past them. But most of the time, they were outplaying United all the way through. They had the possession on the day and... There was, again, just unfortunate that some of their shots were, you'd say, two inches too, clo- too close or too wide of the post. We're not going to address the uh, big elephant in the room, the uh, <laughs> penalty after the full time. See, we're getting on to in, that. We were getting there. It, I, I think you and uh, Andrew were trying to avoid that conversation. No, 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 I'm not trying to avoid it at all. No, on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not trying to avoid it at all. It, it's harsh to Brighton. And like I said last week, when we had the penalty given against us for the handball incident with the player not really known by us. Yes, it's consistent. They're going with this new rule. But this is slightly different in the fact that Morpé jumped and his arm is completely out there I think even before these rule changes happened it would have been given yes it ha- they gave it after the full time whistle was given but in terms of when the games get stopped for VAR to look at these kind of things it happened exactly as it would in a normal game if it was the ball just went out of play they would have looked on VAR whether it was a penalty or not just the whistle going was when that run of play ended. Mm. <clears throat> you've, just got to, you've just got to feel for Brighton, really, though, haven't you, in this game? Like like I say, you've hit the woodwork five times and then you get that absolute... Um, 
crazy. That, yeah, that absolute mental last-minute decision go against them. Literally after well, the final whistle. Well, I think it's like I've never seen in the last five minutes as well. Like yes, last minute of the game, yeah, equalise, and then that to happen. It's an absolute sucker punch for him, isn't it? It's really tough to take, but at the end of the day, um, it's not like like I say, it's not United's problem. If you're gonna if you're gonna get awarded, then then you might as well make the most of it. Yeah. So. And Bruno once again slotted it in. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> Yeah, but if you've seen his stats on penalties, he's not missed in like three years on penalties. Yeah, I'll, so I'll give him that to fair. <laughs> How many has he scored outfield outfield down? He's still scored quite a lot outfield, but in just in terms of his penalty stats, he's not missed for like three years. It's something ridiculous. The Portuguese hurricane. <laughs> the Portuguese hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um so <clears throat> I think at the next game. Yeah, I think going to the next game now, we go to Crystal Palace one. Everton two. I'm gonna put it out there. Everton are genuine candidates for top four this season. Yep, top four. Genuine I'd say candidates. I'd say four. title challenge. Mm. I, I think. I think mm. it's a season too it's, early. Yeah, it's quite possibly. Um, I think once they get playing better together, at the end of the season they'll start playing better. And they're yeah. playing great now. Yeah, so. they're joint top of the league right yeah. now. Um, That's only three games is, in though. Yeah, but. We were saying have some challenges come on. Yeah, this time last year we were all saying teams were joint top of the league with Liverpool. Mm. Did we think Liverpool were going to go all the way through the season like they did? Yes. I'm no. a Liverpool fan. Yeah, but you're a Liverpool <laughs> fan. You were wanting that to happen. No one else After... really expected you to go how many games in a row was it you went before you actually dropped a point? Well, we dropped our first points against you. Yeah, but how many games in was yeah, that? Yeah, there went about eight, I think it was like 18 games played, 17 wins, ridic- one yeah. or something like that. It was that. ridiculous. Who, who's to say Everton won't do that this year? I don't believe they will, but... It must be a Merseyside uh, thing. They are literally looking like they're not going to drop points anytime soon. Mm. Yes, they're against Liverpool soon, uh, in about a month or so. Anything can happen in the Merseyside and, Yeah, that anything can game. happen. It's usually a Liverpool win in the Merseyside derby. <laughs> could the, This could year... The, it's right. the, if there's been draws quite a few times, yeah, hasn't yeah. there? Scrapping. So I twenty Everton fans out there. I I fully rate him. <laughs> Yamas Rodriguez is just wrecking things up. He is. He yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Him, it's the move he's it's, needed. It's that, for a it's, while. that it's that trio, isn't it? James Rodriguez, Calvert Lewin, and Rich Allison. They're they're gonna they're gonna cause a lot of trouble for defenses this season. I think I think they are though one injury away from having a bad season though. You're saying they haven't got the depth there? Yeah. I think depth is their huge issue. A lot of people said that about Liverpool last year as well. Yeah, but you have more You've depth. You've actually got depth this You've year. You've actually though. got this depth. This year, but last year. Well, I would still say you had depth last year compared to what Everton have right now. You set the challenge for the title though. Yeah, Without they still depth, could. You can't. They still could. You can't without depth. Not this year, no. but they're not with the Not this year, so I agree with Jamie there. Like, hmm. Not this year, possibly next year. But at the moment, we don't know what's going to go on. I'll be, they'll be pushing the top, the big six. Oh, All 100%. The All the way. <laughs> but with where it's going, you, you don't know where it could do. But. but could you say with this one, this game though of Palace and Everton, a lot of action in the first half, quite a second half, because... No, I don't fair. think there was a goal I, I, in the I was actually yeah. watching the Palace Everton game and I thought Palace looked alright 
Like, I think they were unfortunate to go... Um, Palace were good against us last week. Palace aren't a bad team. Yeah. Not at all. Zaha's a quality player. He's, and he's playing... He, he knows he needs a big season. Eze's having a yeah. good... He's made a good start for them as well. I think... I think <coughs> we're just looking at an Everton team that has just done it. Um, Pickford seems to be doing something with them. He might still be conceding, but he seems to be doing enough to get them the win so far. He seems to be the only weak link, you could say, in that starting eleven, couldn't you? Hmm. I think they need I to think... improve that position in January. Or even this window still. still I would probably link. say the goalkeeper either needs to... Either Pickford needs to literally pick up his ideas or they just need a better defence in front of him. I don't because they are have, leaking goals. They're not going to have the money to buy a, a top keeper this transfer no. or maybe not the next. But, not the way they've spent but, already. Do you think they need to sell before they sign? Yeah, again. definitely. But in terms of a defender, who they, would they get rid of? They would need someone in there. Because there was talks of them re-signing <laughs> Stones from City at one point, but that that looks like it's gone to nothing mm. in the end. But my my question is though, if you have if you're having to sell before you sign anyone else, who would you sell in that Everton team? That's, that's the problem they've possibly, got they, as we touched on earlier they need depth so they don't really want to be selling to buy well yeah that is true and they've got to have those players there <coughs> who are happy to be squad rotation players because at the moment with how the league is set up teams are playing a game what every three days something like that mm. uh, for a lot of them the, yeah, uh, with, yeah with the Carabao Cup involved still yeah a lot of them are playing every couple of days until they get knocked out but that's it. Even so, that's still some of them, and you've also got some of the teams having Europa League and Champions League uh, qualifiers as well in there. So that's even more games in that time frame. Mm. Look at Tottenham. Is it nine games in how long? Two weeks. But yeah, it's nine games in two weeks. Yeah. Something ridiculous, because they were meant to play Leighton Orient mm. la- last week, followed yeah. by two days mm-hmm. off, and then your Europa League. It was qualifier. a game every two days for four games, I believe. Yeah. On the other hand, that could be an advantage for Everton because they don't have to worry about them extra games, all they? Yeah, because they're not in Europe. Yeah. So it's gonna there's gonna be a fine balance for some teams. Some teams are gonna qualify from that at the moment. Everton are, and they're playing good football when they are playing as well. Um, I don't think there's much more we can say other than the fact that Rodriguez is just pulling strings. Yeah. He's weak foot, <laughs> weak foot and good foot. He's just doing stuff everywhere. I don't think you can say anything wrong about them at the moment. Definitely. Great. Thank you. Fair enough. And that'll end the part one.